Hey, just want to take a quick break from this episode so I could tell you guys about how I just launched my new Patreon page. If you don't know about Patreon, it's a great way for people to support creators with a monthly subscription. Becoming a Patreon supporter can even come with a few perks, like early access to new episodes and getting special shoutouts on the podcast. I've recently started working part-time at my job so I can focus more time and energy on the podcast and YouTube channel. So any support would be massively appreciated, and it helps me towards my hope of making this my full-time job someday. So if you want to help support me in that, please head over to patreon.com slash hooptheory. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash hooptheory. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the rest of the show. Jamal Murray episode of the Hoop Theory Podcast, aka episode 27. My name is Logan Wortman, and today I am joined once again by my good friend, Jacob Roth. Jacob, how's it going? It is going fantastic for me. How are you doing? Uh, not too great after the last three games from the Nuggets, to be honest. It's been depressing. I think the two games before this past one were probably the worst games we played all season. That was against the Bulls and then the Spurs. Uh, just all around terrible defensive effort. The worst we've looked on that end really, since the beginning of the year. And even though we were, like, fully healthy for the most part, just, I don't know, people seemed to be taking it easy a little bit. It seemed like a uh, bit of an effort issue, to be honest. And then this past game, which just happened today, uh, was honestly almost a really, really good game. I was like, oh, wow, I'm glad that we decided to record after this game because, you know, it almost was something that it wasn't. We ended up losing by two, and we had a couple chances at a game winner there towards the end, both of which made me angry because, you know, Bruce Brown took one of them for some reason. I was kind of mad. I didn't understand why Jamal Murray wasn't on the floor. You know, we were playing the Nets, I guess I should say that for context, which they are probably the weirdest team in the entire league right now after the trade deadline because they have so many extremely good wings. Their defense is ridiculous. It's Even though like there's they don't have a one-on-one matchup for Jokic, they're still like flying around everywhere, like not letting him get an entry pass and just, you know, pushing the crap out of him until, you know, they're banking on the ref not making that call every single time and that kind of stuff just flying around. Also, we couldn't stop them on defense um, because they would just drive and kick, drive and kick, drive and kick. And honestly, we started playing a little bit better when we would collapse more on their drives. But, you know, then they were just had more open threes, which really hurt us. It's just a tough. It was a tough matchup, I guess. I don't know if we played a series. I'm sure we would come out on top. I think Malone started to get into something with how we started the fourth quarter. He finally put in Christian Brown for the first time in like a month. And we went with an all-defensive lineup with the two Browns, KCP, Jeff Green, and I think Reggie Jackson was the five we started the quarter with. And they honestly were playing really well. And then when we brought in Jokic and Gordon, uh, they replaced Reggie and Jeff Green. And so then it was, you know, Jokic, Gordon, and three uh, defenders, basically. So we, we sat out Jamal and MPJ. But then towards the end of the game when we had opportunities on offense with like 10 seconds left, you know, to take the lead... Uh, Malone subbed in MPJ and I was like why is he not putting in Murray like why why are we not going with our best offensive lineup now when we need to score Um, but apparently Jamal Murray had left and gone to the locker room because of knee soreness or something like that so he wasn't even available anymore 
but yeah, so that part was not fun. And like, I wouldn't have gotten as angry at the Bruce Brown thing if I did know that Jamal was just hurt. That was the reason he wasn't in there. But yeah, Bruce Brown going up for one of his floaters over Nick Claxton, you know, for a game tying shot or a game winning shot at that point. Potentially the actual worst guy in the NBA to try to do that on. Yeah. <laughs> it's a short list. He's on a top five of guys to not attempt a floater over. Yeah. At least in my brain. And no, I, I'd agree with that. He's probably somewhere up there. Nick Claxton played a pretty good game. You know, they, they at the beginning of the game, they were going with this lineup or this uh, game plan against Jokic that I really don't like seeing teams do. But, you know, it's because Jokic is so like, he takes a little while for him to actually accept the fact that he needs to just go score and be aggressive. Because what happens is our offense is stagnant for the first several possessions of the game when a team comes out like this right away where they don't put their rim protector as the one-on-one defender with Jokic. They defend him with somebody else. And then the rim protector is just roaming off ball. And that just puts such a a big plug in the cut game, like all the off-ball game that Jokic likes to dish around and find cutters on. It makes it closes off that that valve completely. Well, and I think that's why like the games that we've seen in the past outside of New Year's year New Year's Day this year, the Celtics have like ran the Nuggets off the floor, and it's not because the level of team mm-hmm. is remotely close to that different. It's because the Celtics' entire defense is that mm-hmm. let Robert Williams the third or Al Horford or whoever kind of roam around and do whatever, and that's like the one thing that beats Jokic. Like it's it's just the only reason. Not because the Celtics and Nuggets have been different levels of good. It's just why it didn't work. Or why the mm. Nuggets have struggled. But then when they figure out how to break that, and they have a couple times this year, that's when they get really scary because Jokic is like, oh, wait, I'll just score and so they can't roam around. And then... Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's just weird that he couldn't crack that code against the Nets. Is a bit like the Spurs. Like, what? I mean, he, he was really aggressive in that game. He had 37. I think the main thing with the Spurs game is we were not defending them at all. They put up 128 on us. Yeah, we talked about it before we started recording. Jokic made me so mad during that Spurs game. Because his defense, I never, like, expect him to be, like, a five at defense. Like, I don't... But, like, the Spurs game was just this other level of, like... It looked like laziness. Yeah. To not even, like, try on the defensive end. And that just, like... Mm, just got me f- flustered and fired up. I opened yeah. before when I like I jumped. I said if Jokic plays defense like that, it's gonna make me so mad when he wins the third MVP. Everything he's doing offensively, he is more than like he. That's why he's gonna win it is because of his offensive efficiency. But man, that's been a rough stretch. But then you kind of echoed that already. Yeah, I think he. It's definitely been not good defensively, especially in that game and recently. But overall, I, I think, you know, that's obviously what jumps off the page or jumps off the screen to people when they're watching Jokic on defense and why a lot of people don't think he's like a good defender at all or he's a negative on that end is because once, you know, the offensive player is in the paint with the ball, a lot of times Jokic just gives it up at that point. He concedes a layup. Uh, I think mainly because he tries to stay out of foul trouble. Which is fair because if he gets in foul trouble, the Nuggets offense is not grinds to a halt, but slows down dramatically yeah yeah it's definitely a terrible situation for the nuggets to be in when he has a lot of fouls 
But on defense, I think he typically does a really good job of not letting that situation even happen where, you know, teams don't score in the paint very much against the Nuggets um, because of how they keep everything kind of tied up and locked up out on the perimeter and don't allow for the ball to get all the way to the restricted area. Um, But when it does happen, you'll see that a lot where Jokic is like, I'm not even trying to contest that. (laughs) So, but yeah, the Nets game, though. I really thought Jokic was going to pull out a game winner. He was really close on that. That n- Neither of the shots that he took were good looks. Like They could have had way better looks, but I don't know. I honestly don't know what else we should have done. It just seemed like we could have gotten the ball to Jokic in a much better spot than we did. But I guess, you know, that Nets defense of just like pushing and shoving and, and everybody running around everywhere is really hard to actually get the ball to him. Um, so yeah, that was frustrating, but that is my nuggets corner, I guess. Wait, actually, no, I have a couple other things regarding the MVP conversation. Like you were just talking about, uh, you know, last episode we were on, I talked about, I I gave you some questions of like, how many games do you think that, uh, we've lost where Jokic has a triple double, uh, and you know, things like that, the, the 50% field goal, uh, record that he had going both those records have now ended or those streaks have now ended the announcer curse yeah over the bulls and the spurs uh, in the spurs game because the bulls game was the first one he shot under 50 percent since october 30th and then the second one was he had a triple double and we lost so that wasn't fun um but also looking at i think it's pretty crazy that i, I saw a graphic up on the screen a couple games ago where it showed the win percentage of everybody's like tripled everybody who has a bunch of triple doubles uh and Jokic has by far the best win percentage in games with a triple double of like you know like NBA history yeah like like Magic Johnson Jason Kidd like all those people I wonder if it's because Jokic has been on like you have to be on a bad enough team that you can get a triple double a lot but Mm. Jokic is on a good enough team that like you would think the Showtime Lakers would have a better record (laughs) But, I don't know when Magic got most of his triple doubles. Like I don't, I don't know when. I mean, I guess Mag- that's pretty much. Magic was never on a bad team. You know, he that's has true. He has one of the best winning percentages just in general of sports, like of a single player. Yeah. But somehow in his in his games with triple doubles, Jokic has a better win percentage by like ten percent. It's like eighty-two to seventy-two percent. That's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty weird. But now he just had two in a row of losses with uh, this Nets game, triple and doubles, the Spurs. Yeah. So. Uh, he's losing his, like some of the really fun things about his case, I guess, like the perfectness of them. But at this point, honestly, I, I, I'm, I'll be fine either way. I don't really care if he wins the third yeah. one or not. Uh, Embiid's having a good push at the end, yeah, which is going to be annoying because it'll just be recency bias because people will forgot how like Embiid was hurt or bad spotty for the first 30 games of the season. Not, that's not entirely true. That's being over dramatizing it but like they'll just remember this stretch that he's been having and i'm like well that's yeah and then Jokic having a little bit of a downward trend At towards the end, the end is gonna yeah probably i think it's between them two like it was um last two years i'm trying to think if there's anybody else that's that's like legitimately in it this year Giannis for sure i think it's those three i think it's been those three the past three years now to be honest. Pretty much at once you got to the end of the year. Yeah. But everybody thought it was Luca's year and that obviously did not work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dorian Finney Smith looking good on the on the Mavs. <laughs> and Spencer Genway. He had sixteen assists today, apparently. Jacob informed me of that. I didn't even notice yep. that watching the game. He's on my fantasy team and he's the only thing that didn't get load managed so far. 
I have quite the joke, and I think I've talked about it, my fantasy team on here, but like I have Shea Gilgis Alexander, Jason Tatum, Spencer Dinwiddie, like uh, Larry Markinen, a lot of good pieces, and I am getting demolished in my uh, first playoff game because of load management, and it's just breaking my soul. But that is how it is. That is the the cursey run of running good players. But yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel your pain though of just losing games that you feel like you shouldn't. And yeah. your team just doesn't play well. I feel the pain. Mm-hmm. I we haven't had a lot of those this season, but we're in a stretch right now. It's not fun. I really, it's better now than in two months. Yeah, that's true. Um, I I really wanted us to beat our like the franchise wins record though, which is fifty seven. We're on pace right now for we were on pace for like fifty seven or fifty eight at one point before this stretch. Now we're probably on pace for like fifty three or fifty four, something like that. I don't know if it would change that much over three losses, I guess. But anyways, time to get into what this episode is mainly for. Even though, you know, I said it's the Jamal Murray episode, so we could spend the whole time talking about the Nuggets, but I won't force Jacob through that. (laughs) We can talk about our favorite teams to watch in the league. Originally, I had the idea of doing this as a draft, but then I thought it might be more fun or more interesting to kind of go reverse or like the inverse of a draft where we're giving each other the teams that we don't want. Or if you want to think of it as like survivor style, like the, you know, a game show where there's a bunch of contestants on and every week one person is eliminated, that type of thing. So I guess we have to flip a coin on who, who gets to start first. Your home team, you can take it. No, I, I I don't want to do that. I'm going to leave it up to chance. Flip a coin. All right, you call it. We'll go uh, tails for me. It is heads. Home court, home field. Yeah. All right, but at least I got it fairly. Fair and square. <laughs> okay, so the team that I'm going to start with, and or like, you know, eliminate first, I'm going to give to Jacob because I don't want to watch them. I kind of thought of this as what teams would you want to, like if you could only pick 15 teams, basically, that you could watch this season and you can't watch any other ones. Um, so... I'm going to give you the Spurs. Oh, yeah. I'll take that. Even though I did like watching them towards the beginning of the season because Roby was there. They have now waived Roby, and they literally have nothing left that I really care about. So I will give you the Spurs. I'll say, yeah. Um, I We will remain at the bottom of the NBA. And uh, there's some teams we talked about. There, there's bad teams out there that have, like, a, a, a draw. Like, yeah. why would I watch them? Like, if you go back... I'm trying to think of a team you could go back and watch. Like, oh, uh, when the, before the Wizards got good, well, oh, that Bradley Beal, John Wall duo, that's a little fun. Even though they were bad still, it was fun to watch, if yeah. that, as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give you the Rockets, because I don't think they have anything except for Baby Jokic and Al- Alperin Shengun that I think is fun to watch on that team. So yeah. I will give you the Rockets. Okay, I'm honestly okay with that, because I was going to... They, they, were, they were still had a ways to go for me. To be honest. Really? Yeah. They're, I like them a lot more than some of the other bottom teams, just because mainly Alpi, Alperen Shangun, is pretty fun to watch. And then uh, Jalen Green is really electric, athletic. I don't know. I just kind of dig some of the players on the Rockets. I don't know why, but I do. Okay, so I give you the Spurs. I have the Rockets. I'm going to give you... Hmm, it's between the... I shouldn't tell you who it's between, because that can inform your next pick. Well, I know... 
if you don't say one team, I know who I'm giving you next, and it's not a question. Okay. Like, I'm locked in virtually. Okay. I will give you the Hornets. Okay. I thought maybe of maybe not choosing them right now because Gordon Hayward is back and playing, and he's honestly yeah. playing pretty well. And I, I, I don't know. Gordon Hayward is just like a player that I've always liked. But, you know, they're down Lamella Ball now. I guess I don't know how to handle that if, yeah. if we're talking about, like, you know, we're including, like, does John Morant count for the Grizzlies type of thing, you know? Um, oh yeah, I think he I should. Guess that, but I think he does more in my brain. He does more than like because if you do non-injury, my list is totally different. Yeah, because the team that I'm gonna give you has been injury riddled. Yeah, and there's no thing, nothing maybe, left to watch. Maybe we should look they, at it as like the this season as a whole. So like the pat like the season that has already happened matters, and the okay. season that has yet to happen also matters. So if it's if it's like a team that has had injuries this entire year, then you yeah. know, yeah. I'm still gonna send you to uh, Detroit. I I don't want to watch the Pistons okay. that much. Um, Killian Hayes is fun. Um, they sent off Sadiq Bay, which was a fun young guy, and then other than that, they just had injury problems. Jaden Ivey's had moments. Um, yeah. I don't know if I've actually. I've, I've, that's not true. I don't know if I've watched more than two Pistons games this whole year. So I'm like, if I don't watch them, I probably I probably don't want to. Yeah, that makes sense. So I give you the Pistons. Yeah, that was the other team I was debating it with. The I think the reason I chose to leave them on the board is uh, Jalen Duran is I like him as a young center, and I'll, honestly, Bojan Bogdanovic has just some of the, one of the best like old man YMCA league games in the NBA. So there's some players that I, I dig there. Definitely more than the Hornets, so that's why I left them on there. But yeah, it makes sense for that to be the next one. Also for all, was your bottom four those four teams or you had the Rockets quite a bit higher? I have the Rockets a few places higher than the Pistons. Not many. Okay. Because I did like a quick little tier list thing and that was my bottom. I will like actively turn the television off. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Okay, so the next one I will probably give you, it's a toss up again. But I've watched more of one team, so maybe I should do it that way. I'll give you the Wizards. It's not a whole lot going on in Washington. We are in lockstep at the moment. Okay. Going the same way. This one I'll pivot a little bit. This is more just like a me thing. Um, they don't play the style of basketball I really like to watch. They're way too old, and I wanted them to shake it up at the trade deadline so bad. And the players that I would find fun aren't there. They're all hurt or barely playing, and that's the Chicago Bulls. Oh, wow. I don't like watching the Bulls. And there's like other teams. This is like a hot take, whatever. Just, I don't like watching the Bulls play basketball. Okay. Yeah, that, that was a team. Well, okay, so make the case for the Bulls. Okay, yeah. Zach Levine, that's fair. Mm-hmm. I get that. DeMar, fine. So I was going to put DeMar first. Just because he has, I don't know, to me, I think he has a beautiful offensive game. Just like, just, it's aesthetically pleasing to watch. You know, the mid-range fadeaways uh that seem to always go in and you know zach levine super athletic and he in his own right has a lot of good jump shots that drain when they look like they shouldn't for most players and alex caruso honestly is really fun to watch defensively that's see that's the like honestly for me caruso's the top of the list yeah (laughs) for me yeah I love watching Alex Caruso just kind of be a dog Marcus smart light and just kind of be a hustle monster. Yeah. But, but Vucevic is such a a bottomless pit of basketball that you have to watch. Yeah. That, that I think I probably put too much weight on that, but it, I'm, I've done it. I've pulled the trigger. 
But that's the biggest thing for me that pulled them down into the black hole of uh, not wanting to watch them play. Yeah, they're not super high for me. So uh, the next team I will probably give you is the Atlanta Hawks. Dang it. You know, Trey, <laughs> I, I guess, you know, he, he's a good player and makes good plays. But I, I don't know. I don't enjoy watching the Hawks play basketball all that much. How crazy is it? Granted, a lot of pieces have moved on. But two years ago, if there was a Hawks, or like, or a year ago, two years ago, if there was a Hawks game on and a Celtics game on, that's a bad example. I would watch this Hawks probably outside of like, Celtics I'd turn on because I don't miss very many games from them. But then Hawks was the next tier because they were just fun and kind of all over the place. Yeah. And now, and now they're bad and all over the place. Mm-hmm. Not near as fun. Yeah. They're not near as fun. That's for sure. Trey Young is kind of growing a little bit old on me personally. And uh, I don't love the dynamic that is there between a lot of the players, to be honest. That might change now with, with Quinn Snyder as head coach. but They need to blow it up. They, they need to the ship out assets, whether they hang on to Trey Young or whatever they want to pick. That probably makes sense as the most um, brand-friendly, brand-money-making. Friendly is not the right term I would use. Um, mm-hmm. is to keep Trey Young and then just start over and build around him because they're, it's, I can't imagine how ugly that locker room is. It's probably like eerily silent all the time because if anybody talked, it'd be explosions of anger. Isn't the problem in the locker room Trey Young? Yes, <laughs> very much so, I think. I agree. Um, well, I, you know, I shouldn't say like I, I definitely know for sure. You know, I'm not in there. Because we are just two people in the middle of the United States watching from about as far as you can. But according to reports, he's a problem. The main issue was between Trey Young and Nate McMillan, and the locker room as a whole were more on McMillan's side than they were Trey's. Well, no, because like if you pick any player on that Hawks team, there's been a report, at least one, that hit them and Trey Young had a problem. Not that's a bit dramatic. Not all of them, but like John Collins. Yeah, John like Collins. Like you, you, you go, that's the biggest one. But you go down mm-hmm. the list. There's been one report of like Trey Young has a problem with X. It's not. It doesn't go everywhere else. So yeah, I I can see how that is a not fun one to uh to watch. This is where yeah. things get a little bit harder for me because there's some teams that I know are good that I just don't want to watch. I just don't have a, a have a care. Yeah. Because the Hawks were the like the last one that I had is like I know what I'm going. This is tough. Am I missing someone that's like so clearly boring to watch? I think there is a bit of a the opposite of a drop off, or you know, if we're going yeah, the other way, it would be a drop off at this point. Better. Yeah, easier to swallow and watch. So knowing that we have to take the whole year into account, I will do this. This sounds weird. Yeah, honestly, this is a big gap. This is probably yeah. There's to the go to the next team from where we're at right now is huge. I think I'm going to do the Suns. If it's the whole year, they've had these giant stretches without. So it's been Devin Bookerless. That's very true. Chris Paulless. Yeah. Aitonless. And no disrespect to dudes that run the second unit at any NBA team. Yeah. I think I'm going to give you the Suns. That makes sense. But then, though, their future has so much fun potential. Yeah. And maybe playoffs would count a little bit more. That's true because that's what we've got coming up. Yeah. If it was only looking back, what are the. The Suns have been not near as fun as I thought they would be this year. Yeah, for sure. That's for sure because of how many injuries they've had. See, because I, I, that's the exact reaction I thought when, when I said Suns, your face was like, yeah. what the heck? And then I was like, okay, I need to quick defend my brain thinking. Yeah, no, um, it makes sense. 
playoffs mean a little more because that the Suns are going to be so fun if they get any kind of cohesion or if KD comes back. Yeah. Because apparently when he rolled his ankle, he might not come back now, I guess. Have you seen this report? I didn't know that. I thought it was going to be three weeks. I've heard that it was like this. This was like the day or two after. So maybe they've done more and be like, okay. But still, yeah, it's looking a little interesting. I will give you the Pelicans. Okay. Because they don't have, they had fun bursts and moments, but I don't think their funnest basketball has already been watched and played of this year. Yeah. There was a pretty good stretch of Zion playing, which is always fun. So at least, you know, at least I have that. Because, yeah, now now it's like, because I'm out of teams that have nothing to offer. So now I'm like balancing, like, is it more fun to watch player A or player B? And how much they played and stuff. And how much, and yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm very upset that I had to, to make the giant leap. Yeah. Not that upset, but. Yeah. Okay, my next one, I'm going to give you the Miami Heat. Dang. I don't find them all that fun during the regular season. And this playoffs, I don't think they're going to be... Maybe the first round will be fun because they'll probably be facing a team that uh, it'll be a you know tightly contested series. But after that, if they go any further, I don't think they'll put up that much of a fight. So yeah, I, I give you the Miami Heat. That's fair. I will give you what I consider in the same vein, the Clippers. A team that is maybe going to be fun for a little bit, but not for a very super long time. Yeah. That makes sense. Kawhi's been the. I think I feel like the only reason I chose to give you the Heat over the Clippers there was watching Kawhi recently. Has been he's back. He's just he's Kawhi again. You know, which and that's is just fun to see. Awesome for basketball that he is Kawhi again. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so the next one I'm gonna give you is a team that usually I really like to watch in recent years. Ever since they got a certain player. But this year has just been kind of a mess, and I I'm ready for them. It, it gives me a little bit of anxiety, and that is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Give them to me. They were in my A tier of teams I want to watch. I wow. am on the ant train so hard that I don't yeah. even care. I will ant is um oh, I'll watch for the post game. I'll watch the whole game for his post game interview. I, that makes the sense. The second you said when they got the one player, I was like, I know who I'm getting, and I am not mad. Oh, man. Yeah. But I also totally get where you're coming from. Like, the whole Gobert uh, Towns experiment isn't over, but it's not working. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Ant is the only reason that I'm not, like, crap. Yeah, for sure. That if makes sense. If you replace Ant and Zach Levine, you flip them. I'm devastated that I have to watch Timberwolves basketball. Yeah, no, I agree with that. <laughs> Ant is on a different... He's in the... A rarefied tier of just play. If we're talking about players drafting players for this, he is like of entertainment up there. to watch. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a. I'm I'm okay with that one. Um, I will give you one. Okay, because now it's getting into like there's a couple guys that are fun or a couple teams that are fun to watch as a team, but then there's also a couple teams where the one guy is so fun to watch that it doesn't matter. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. I think I'm gonna give you the Raptors. Okay. Okay. I think the Raptors are fun if from like a basketball purist, quote unquote, not purist, but like they just kind of no one's great, but no one's bad. Yeah. So they all just kind of they do their job. Nick Nurse is just a wizard. Mm-hmm. They're fun ever since they got Pirtle. Honestly, he's added something to their team that they needed. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'll stick to the Raptors. That one makes sense. I didn't think that this would get this much harder. This it was a hard skate where I had like a tier that I was like confident I'll get rid of these, and now mm-hmm. I'm like oof. Okay, 
This is getting a little bit nitty nitty gritty. Yeah. Oh, and you gave me the Suns also. I'm trying to keep track. I now. talked about the Suns. I don't know if I. I think I give you the Pelicans oh. instead. Yep. And because that, that that's when true. we added the caveat of playoffs are like yeah. way the playoffs. Like you have to watch these. Yeah. Um, I've got it right now. The teams. If you want to recap. Uh, I am rocking with the Spurs, Hornets, Wizards, Hawks, Heat, and T-Wolves. Okay. You have the Rockets, Pistons, Bulls, Pelicans, Clippers, and Raptors. Okay. I kind of like my group. I am a little bit... Granted, when we get further in, I had the one word... Like, there were seven teams that were doo-doo level, and I have four of the seven doo-doo level teams. Okay. In my my defense. Yeah. But Um, no, your team also looks more entertaining to watch. My T wolves is the only thing that I'm excited to watch out of all of them. But yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it's all good. Learning lessons. Um, you are up, I believe. Yes, I'm. I think I'm gonna go with the Mavs next. Honestly. Oh dang it! I thought I'm you were gonna, gonna give you the Mavs. I got excited because um, I thought you were saying a different team. But oh. I think we have the same philosophy about a different team that starts with an M A. Okay. And they yeah. will go very late in the draft. I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, they're not even close to this point. Yep. Um, I, I give you the Mavs because, I mean, Luca is, he's fun and he's not fun at the same time. Watching, if you had to watch one game, wild. If these are yeah. the only teams I can watch for the rest of the year, nah. Uh, so I, I'm not really feeling Mavs all that much. Uh, it's not a lot of variety, so I'll give you the Mavs. I will stay in the same-ish lane and I will give you the... I think I I'm gonna give you the Suns now actually. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. Yeah. It's whatever. I'm not gonna be happy with whatever I do because now we're getting into teams that I actually like to watch. Yeah, it makes sense. I I and I think Suns is a good pick here. They're kinda confusing. Like I don't know where they should go because of the whole injury filled year thing. But yeah, just what thinking of K D and Devin Booker and Chris Paul together is wild. Seems like yeah, a, a really good, really fun experience. So the next team that I will concede to you honestly might be, oh man, this is tough. I think I'm going to give you the Sixers. Dang. Like, I, f- I feel like they shouldn't go right now, but also I, I don't know who else I would, I would rather not yeah. watch. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I'm going to give you the Sixers. They don't, I mean, they're a fun team to watch for me. If there's a Sixers game on and they're playing somebody who has been picked in the last four or five teams, you know, I'm probably watching that game. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of slim pickings right now on which ones I can give up, but I'll give you the Sixers. Yeah. Okay. I will go. They play people too well to be. Um, I'm going to give you the Warriors. That's fair. They were a team for that I was thinking about. S- for similar reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, people didn't believe that, like, it's it's not about if you're good at basketball to be fun to watch. That yeah. is not the key at all. Because the Sixers yeah. and the Warriors are probably two of the best five teams in basketball at the moment. And they are right around the halfway point. Maybe the exact halfway point of the uh, funness to watch draft. So Yeah. But Curry alone is the biggest reason why they have kind of hung up there. But he's been in and out and gone and not gone. And Yeah, I think that is a big factor for it. When they're all together... They're definitely one of the best just offenses to watch, in my opinion. The way they play off of each other and with each other is is it's kind of like Spursian. Yep. So that's fun. But yeah, it makes sense to hand them to me now. Mainly for like the main player draw. You know, Steph hasn't played a lot this year. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the next team I'll give up is a team that I watch quite a bit, to be honest. But I, it's more just because they're always on, like national TV. And that is the Lakers. Let me give you the Lakers. This is where it's getting hard because now, like, for me, the draw of the Lakers is LeBron. Like, that's, like, the only... AD, obvious, but, like, they don't have the... They're not a team. They're more of a couple guys that make them fun to watch. And right now, they're they're more fun than they have been all year to me because they're really trying to make that push for the play-in right now. So when now, LeBron comes ha- back, they have a play-in spot. Yeah, and that's been fun to see, you know, a few of those games that have been really tight and contested and gone to crunch time, and then they pull out the win. But, so I'm not mad for... Wait, no, did I give you the Lakers? Yes. Or did you give me the... I gave you the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, not a bad team, honestly, to watch, but I don't have a lot of teams here that I'm like, you know, that I like less. No, every team left, I would be, if they were on, I'm watching the game probably. Like, if I yeah. have the time to sit down and watch a game, I'm watching the game. I will give you the Nets next because I didn't know where to put them in the weird middle of everything. They're a fun team to watch and they play everybody really close. Uh-huh. But like looking at who we've got left, just a recap for everybody. I'll bounce around my list randomly to not give anything away. Uh, Cavs, Grizzlies, uh, Pacers, Nuggets, Bucks, Jazz, Celtics, Kings, Knicks, Magic, and Portland are the teams we have left. Yeah. And I, I'm not upset with the Nets being the next one off that list. There's a ton of fun things about the new Nets. McCall Bridges being able to be the the guy at a team is a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, like being a he's like the guy offensively. Unless the legendary Cam Thomas, he must have gotten into some issues with somebody because he's barely played recently. I think they're just one. They want to play all defensive wings. I think that's their their thing, and it, it works so oh, that's, well. That's going to be Vaughn's thing. Yeah. No, but there's a lot of fun things about the Nets. Spencer Dinwiddie is just kind of a a catalyst for fun players to run rampant, mm-hmm. and he's fun himself sometimes. So I went with the Nets to give to you. Yeah. No, I'm totally okay with that. I have them pretty high, to be honest. Uh, they're top 10 for me because I'm like, honestly, they're they're so fun to watch defensively. Not It wasn't fun this game yeah. <laughs> that I watched today, but it was, it, yeah, it's normally just really fun to watch them play. Uh, they have a lot of really good pieces there. And they're such a weird team. And it's, like, it's such so unfortunate that it's after the trade deadline now and all these guys are just stuck there. Yep. But I feel like it's fun for a lot of them to have this kind of rare opportunity. To just, it's like, Bet on yourself, go get a contract, go somewhere. Not yeah. Some of them are in contracts for a while, but like it's just a bunch of dudes that are increasing their free agent value exponentially. Yeah. Just and playing basketball together. It's like mercenaries. I don't want this to come across like what we're saying is there's no good players on the team. Like it's not that at all. It's, they have a lot of very, very, very good players, but none of them are superstars. The, like offensive number one option type. Yeah. Most of these guys are almost superstars in the, what roles they play. You know what I but mean? But it's just their role and not like every... Yeah. yeah. Some of the best wing defenders in the league are on this team with Dorian Finney-Smith and Mikel Bridges. Cam Johnson is really fun on that team. They have two of the greatest shooters of all time and Joe Harris and Seth Curry. Uh, Nick Claxton. Yeah. But then also Nick Claxton just being this like obnoxious we talk i don't did we was that that wasn't before the worst person to try to shoot a floater over yeah just because of what they do this long lengthy athletic old deandre jordan he does it better than anybody else in the league at the moment yeah or he's up there at least like outside of Giannis and people crazy he's, like that but. he is a i don't know what to call it he's a unicorn i feel like that word is overused but he's a unicorn on defense yeah 
because he's just he's so good on the perimeter and basically everywhere on the floor <laughs> on defense. He's the perfect type of player. You know, I, I've talked about this before with the Nuggets, how to build a defense around Jokic. He is the perfect type of player to put next to Jokic to cover up for his weaknesses. If we could trade, swap out Aaron Gordon, how even though he's been amazing this year, uh, if Nick Claxton could come play the Nick, the Aaron Gordon spot on our team, that would be tremendous. A couple years ago, I went to the Celtics when Al Horford was getting old. Robert Williams III couldn't like stay healthy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't perfectly fit that role, but I liked him just because of the athleticism to make up for other people's mistakes. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. I, I've liked him since early on when he wasn't getting a lot of playing time as as a rookie and in his second year. But yeah, he's he's getting that opportunity now, and he's actually shooting a little bit too from the corners. But anyways, what whose turn is it right now? Did it you is give me your the Nets? turn to pick. I gave you the Nets. Okay, so my next team that I will give up is honestly a team that they're really fun, but at the same time annoying. They've really grown into the villains a little bit <laughs> in this NBA season. You know, I I just and being a, a Nuggets fan, I feel like I've gotten a little bit extra of like annoyance from them than the average yeah. NBA fan. So I'm gonna give you the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> Fun and annoying is a great way to describe the Grizzlies. Yeah. Uh, and who knows if they have Jaw for the rest of the year. Yeah, who knows? Because he Let's might be yeah, craziness. Um, it's kind of weird. I guess we should probably talk about that a little bit. But oh, yeah, because we haven't even. Yeah. It was right after the Nuggets game, wasn't it? Yes, it, it was that same night as the Nuggets game. He was, I'm, I believe he was still in Denver, unless somehow... I, I think it was a Denver strip club. Okay, yeah, so he went on his Instagram Live and flashed a, a handgun. Um, and <laughs> I don't know who did, did the team suspend him or was it the NBA? Do you know? The team first, the team did it yeah. first. And now it's not even qualified or classified as a suspension at this point. It's just kind of like an indefinite, he's away from the team. Like, so like he's, yeah, he's not around the team even at this point. He's going off to, uh, he I be, basically came out in a statement and said that he had some mental health issues that he wanted to address or wanted to work on, which a lot I've seen a lot of people like criticizing and saying like, it seems like everybody's like all the PR people out there now, like the move is just to go straight to, Oh, it's mental health issue. Like to explain everything. And I get that because it does seem like that's happening a lot more now, but at the same time, I feel like people in general have a lot more mental health issues now uh, yeah. ever since the pandemic and stuff so people also just casually forget that this kid became a millionaire at 19 yeah and is like the king of memphis tennessee Mm -hmm. at like 19 or 20 years old yeah and he's still it's not like you know you have to think about like put yourself in his shoes like the people that he's hanging around with a lot of people say is the reason or you know the influence that these guys are having having on him but it's not like they're different people than he's hung out with his whole life you know like it's kind of his his gang his crew so it's like you could say on one hand, you know, he should surround himself with better people and cut ties with people who are bad influences. But at the same time, when you're that young, like it's kind of hard to cut those those friendships off. So, yeah, it's it's a weird deal. Um, so the big thing, the reason that like the NBA has the ability to not allow him to play because you're not allowed to bring firearms on a road trip as a member of an NBA team. Mm. So unless he purchased the firearm in Denver before he went to said strip club. Yeah. Or if it was one of his buddies or something yeah. like that. And I this is know. also after the fact of he was accused of pointing a gun at a 17-year-old in a game of pickup basketball. And punching him in the face. And, and yeah. punching him. 
So yeah. there's a lot of tumultuous things going around the world of John Morant. And uh, and the laser pointer. Do you remember that? Yep. The Pacers game. There was uh, players on the Pacers team that were getting in a you know a fight. Not a f- physical fight, but they were jawing with uh, some of John Morant's entourage at the game. And then after the game, when the Pacers team was on the buses, um, they the players said that there was lasers coming through the windows and like pointed at some of the players' chests. Um, so... The NBA it's investigated weird. it and they didn't find anything that had evidence, but there was that witness report. It's also weird that people like think, oh, it's just because Jaw like grew up. Jaw's not a thug. He did not grow up a thug. He went to like mm-hmm. a private school. Like there's like a whole burn in the eighth mile or eight mile movie by Eminem saying like you're just fake. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know John Morant. I don't know John Morant's posse. I just know that there's a lot of money going around that posse now. And John Morant's not playing basketball probably for the rest of this year. And that makes the Grizzlies substantially worse at basketball. Yeah. I guess I don't know if... Do you, would you say probably? I guess I I feel like it's kind of 50-50. I have no idea what's going to happen. I would guess he does not play. Okay. As like a PR move, let stuff fizzle. Because if anything is real, then mm-hmm. there's doo-doo. So just let yeah. it fizzle. The whole off season, unless they, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how things go, but you're right. It's like a 50-50 probably. In my brain, he doesn't play. Like I've already just dismissed him as a player in my brain. But yeah, the team I will give you as we advance further, I think this is going to be our top 10 now. No, after this one, we will be in our top 10. Oh, okay. I will give you, I'm down to teams where it is a player that's holding me up. There's two teams that they've got a guy that makes me not want to give him up. Mm-hmm. And because I have to watch him so often, I think I'm overwatching them play basketball more than I should. And that's the Bucks. I'll give you the Bucks. Okay. Because with Chris Middleton being out and on and off and everything like that, Giannis is like the big draw to that team, obviously. And he's insane. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just because I've seen, and then Drew Holiday, obviously. I just have watched them play a lot. So maybe in my brain, they're like less fun to watch. But I don't know. Um, yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. I honestly think they probably would have been, if it was my turn here, I probably would have given you the bucks, to be honest. And then also their coach does nothing for me and just irritates me, which is another reason why um, I'm I'm fine getting, getting rid of them. Yeah, but they still, really good, fun no, team to is, watch. This is just outside the top 10 in terms of best teams to watch. Yeah, so, okay, next one I'm going to give you is a team that's hard for me to let go, but... Um, it's the Indiana Pacers. I'll give you the Pacers. Yeah. The, you See, know, I, I've liked watching them all season. I love Tyrese Halliburton. He's one of my favorite players in the league. I like Ben Matherin. Uh, I like what they go on, uh, got going on there. O'Shea Brissett, Syracuse alumni. But, yeah, I have to give him up. That is how it goes. Okay. Trade deadline shuffled things up a little bit for this next team. But I just don't know where to put i think yeah i'm pretty sure it did hold on my brain might be broken yeah i'm gonna i guess i'll just go with the team that i didn't pick before is there one that i just have missed that i want to give up Uh, actually i'll give you the jazz the magic is worn off a tiny bit yes they're fun this one i shouldn't have gotten jazz it's fine Uh, the jazz are super fun but there's just the jazz the first 12 games of the season was such this mountaintop of magic yeah, I liked watching them more than even the Nuggets at the beginning of the like, year. Like, they were so fun. Yeah. But then they've just kind of... They're not bad. They just aren't the same. Yeah. It has dwindled a bit, but I, I don't know. How, I high still, were, how high did you have the Jazz? They weren't that much higher, but 
I probably would have given you one or two other teams before. I would have given you the Jazz. I guess as we're just we've cracked the top ten, we've got eight teams left. Is there any teams that you were like they came off the board so much earlier than I would have ever thought that have already come off the board? Yeah, that have already like that, that we've already seen come off the board. Is there I'd any team that you're like, oh, I'm so happy I got this team? The Nets. The Nets. The Nets was... were number six for me. Okay, and they went so, at doing math backwards at 13. They got yeah. Up. So yeah, that one was a big one. Um, the Jazz weren't that much bigger. I only like I said there was only two teams I still had lower than them. And for me, it's a similar thing. Um, T Wolves, yeah. I guess I had a little bit higher. Um, or I oh, had yeah, them I get... quite a bit higher, but that's because I am un. Un- unreasonably high on watching Anthony Edwards play basketball. So <laughs> I don't think um, it's unreasonable, but yeah, yeah, you put up with all the rest of this stuff just it. because it's fun watching him play basketball. So um, yeah. you are the ball is in your court to send another team my way. Okay, I don't want to. Okay, the team I'm gonna give you here is a team, or the team that I might give you here is a team that I know that you really want. <laughs> but I don't know who else to give you because I, I want all the other teams more. And that's the Boston Celtics. Yeah. They were my top team just because I don't miss games from them. Yeah, that makes sense. But I can play the side of when they're not fun to watch is like you know what you're going to see in almost a bad way. Like there's never mm. like, oh, Jason Tatum seems to be a little bit cold this first quarter. I wonder who's going to start shooting in the second quarter. And then Jalen Brown has a big – like it's – it is a formula that is very efficient and ruthless, but you know what you're going to see. Fun, def- like good defense, busy hands, team play, some of the greatest three-point shooters in basketball percentage-wise mm-hmm. this year. I think it's, I saw something, obviously throwing volume out the window, but like on a certain number of attempts, it's like six Celtics are in the top 15 of three-point percentage this year. Oh, wow. Because uh, Al that. Horford is just shy of 50%. Wow, he's been rising. That's pretty crazy. Okay, so it's Luke Kennard at one. I was wrong. Well, he's tied. Luke Kennard and Al Horford are tied. For number one in the league? Yeah. And percentage. Not made, obviously. What, what is the percentage? 45.7. Where's Isaiah Joe? Uh, 43.9. Oh, he's gone down a little bit. It's Al Horford, Malcolm Brogdon at two and three. And then, oh, some Celtics have dropped. Sam Hauser's at 13. Jeez. Gr- this is not crazy high volume. You've got guys that... Well, Sam, I mean, some of those guys are, but yeah. Actually, Al Horford takes more three-pointers than Luke Kennard does a game. That's insane. Oh, yeah. I I, I believe I that because he plays more a lot more minutes. That's than, yeah, yeah, that's probably a big part of it. Um, but Steph, obviously, is at 43% on 11 threes a game, and nobody else is higher than 5.2 per game. Yeah. And that's Isaiah Joe. Mm-hmm. How many does KCP take? Uh, he takes 4.3 a game, and he's at 44.2%. He's at fifth. Mm-hmm. It's Luke Kennard, Al Horford, Malcolm Brogdon, Damian Lee, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Isaiah Joe, Steph, Gary Harris, Darius Garland, and Buddy Heald. Gary Harris, man. He could not shoot at all towards his end with the Nuggets. He's also only played 37 games. so Yeah. He was starting a lot of them, though. Yeah. Um, but Yeah, Gary Harris is a guy that I, I kind of wanted to get at the deadline, to be honest. Bring him back. Bring him back. Is it my pick? I gave pin? you the Celtics. Yeah, yeah so it is my is pick. I think... I'll, I'm going to give you the Knicks next. That makes sense. Because, yeah. like, all these teams are fun to watch, and the Knicks make me mad. So maybe just because they of... Make you mad. Oh, the Celtics, yeah, yeah, The yeah. chaos that they uh-huh. ensue. Well, no, it's not even just, like, they'll beat everyone that's a top three team in the East, but then lose to, like, the Clippers. And you're like, 
You just took down the Bucks, Celtics, and and uh, Sixers. Sixers back to back to back nights, mm-hmm. and then you go home and just choke to the Bulls. Yeah, and haven't the all three of the Knicks Celtics games this year been overtime Knicks wins? I don't know if they've all been OT, but they've all been Knicks wins, which is and then also I love Emmanuel quickly, but what the heck? This dude just turns into Michael Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> for a game, you know, yeah. Uh, just for, for a game. An overtime, yeah. Well, no, he he did not, fun fact, he did not sit from the start of the second half to the end of overtime. Wow, he played he the not, entire time? He played all of it because he was on fire. And Tom Thibodeau loves to not sit people. <laughs> if you're hot yeah. and you can run and have the yeah. endurance, you're in. But yeah, yeah, I'll give you the Knicks. That works. I'm I'm okay with that. Man. I'm I'm in the, a similar situation to last round or last pick where I know it's a team you really want, but I don't know. I feel like they're they're below all the other teams for me right now, and that is the Magic. Yeah, baby. I'm gonna give you the Magic. Oh yeah. They're a really fun team to watch. I love all of the the wings they have. I love Franz Wagner. I love Paolo Bancaro, Bull Bull, all those guys. Um, Markel Fultz even his resurgence, but. I have to give them up. That is fair, and I will gladly oblige and take them. <laughs> Next up, I'm actually going to give you the Nuggets. Because for me, these last... It's close. What's crazy to me is, like, out of the three... Actually, since... What team did we get rid of that it was just a... Once we, since we got rid of the Bucks, it's been teams that are fun instead of one player that is so egregiously fun. Yeah. There's one team left that's, like... 70% player that's fun to watch and 30% the rest of the team's fun for me that's still left. For me, Ooh. there's there's a team like that that's even more just one player. But yeah. Uh, so for people that... So everybody has a quick recap of what we've got thus far. Logan's uh, teams that he can watch uh, are... We'll start at the best team that we just announced and go back down to the bottom feeders. Uh-huh. Nuggets, Knicks, Jazz, Bucks, Nets, Warriors, Suns, Raptors, Clippers, uh, Pelicans, Bulls, Pistons, Rockets. My teams are the Magic, Celtics, Pacers, uh, Grizzlies, Lakers, Sixers, Mavericks, T-Wolves, Heat, Hawks, Wizards, Hornets, and Spurs. Yeah. The remaining four teams are the Thunder, Kings, Cavs, and Trailblazers. Yep. And Logan, the ball is in your court. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad you gave me the Nuggets. They obviously were my number one team. You know, mainly because I love watching Jokic, but also I love so many players on that team. Uh, this is the most fun. It's up there for the most fun as you know a Nuggets fan that I've had, or a fan of really anything. You know, I had the Syrac- Nuggets. I was gonna say Syracuse for my freshman year of high school was so fun, but this is this is challenging. That was I that think. their Elite Eight run. That was the Final Four. The Final Four. Okay. Yeah. When it was uh, Tyler Lydon. Was, no, what was it? Wait, name? actually, no. That one was that one was junior year, senior year. The one I'm thinking of is the regular season where we were oh. number one. We were the number one ranked team for like 13 or 14 straight weeks. We went 28 and 0, and then lost two of, two or three of the last games of the season because we had somebody go down, and then we lost in the second round of the of tournament. Madness. Yeah, but we were good. We were so good all year, and like there was like Tyler Ennis hitting half court buzzer beaters to save Marquee games. Christmas. Rakeem Christmas is on that team, yeah. Yeah, it was a fun team. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, your... Wait, no, it's my turn. Yep, right? you, you send yeah. someone my way. Um, okay, so out of the Kings, the Cavs, the Thunder, and the Blazers, what team would I 
least want to watch. It's, man, okay. I think I'm going to have to give you the the Blazers, to be honest. Okay, let's go. Like, and I, let's take I, a moment to appreciate that Damian Lillard is so fun to watch. He is. That he, his the rest of their team is fun to watch, but not a top four team in the NBA. No, Damian no. Damian Lillard, like, just in this completely useless draft, put the Blazers on his shoulders and ran. The, to the zone that he's in right now is insane. Yeah. Oh man. It, he might be playing. He might be peak Damian Lillard right now. Like this might be like the best he's been, which is which is really saying something. <laughs> no, it's insane. Because like one it looks of the crazy. Be- best scores of all time. Just like at will. Like he just he's like I want it, and he get it's yep. crazy. Um, and this is that's the team I was referring to when I said like 60, 70 percent one player, and then thirty percent the team. But mm-hmm. the one guy was. Uh, the one last thing standing. So I will take the Trailblazers happily, and I will send, I think, the Cavs your way? Oh, yes, man. Okay. This I'm is so terrible glad. Because, like, almost all of my last picks have been, I'm sick of watching them play the Celtics. Yeah, that makes like, sense. Which is terrible, but, like, I'm just like, it makes me so mad because the Cavs mm-hmm. are not better than the Celtics, but they beat them yeah. every time. Not every time, but... Dude, oh, I cannot describe to you how happy I am to get the Cavs. They they were my number two team, and they honestly challenged the Nuggets for number one. Because, like, I, if we're making a list of just guys, like, our favorite players to watch in the league, mm-hmm. they have Evan Mobley, uh, Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell. Who All three of those guys are probably, like, top 20, tw- top 15 for me. Mm-hmm. And then Jared Allen is is not that far behind that, to be honest. I also have a irrational love for Jetty Osmond and Ricky Rubio. So it's just my team. Like, I just yeah. love, I love the Cavs. Okay. I was torn because my number one ahead of the Celtics is still here. Oh, so you had somebody above the Celtics. This is my one Celtics, the other. Mm. I do something that I will admit to you later, like later on the podcast, but later for this team. Okay. I watch almost every game. Okay. Re- not religiously, but I, I probably know this team as well as I know the Celtics, the team I want. But you get to pick who, who goes where. I, can't, I honestly can't tell which one you're talking about. What team would I rather? I'd rather watch the Kings. So I'm giving I'm going to give you the Thunder. Dang. Okay. The Kings are my favorite team in basketball, maybe ever. Okay. Yeah. I, stay, I, have, I don't miss Kings game. I stay up until like 2 a.m. sometimes, but go to work the next day to watch the Kings play. I mm-hmm. will stay awake. I do it now. I would do it tomorrow. I do it tonight, even running on a day late, because this is daylight savings. Or an hour late. I love the Kings to an irrational level, so that breaks my heart. But I will take Shea in the future of the of the Houston, uh, the Houston, the Oklahoma City Thunder, <laughs> happily. Yeah, Shea is so fun to watch. As Giddy. Oh my gosh, Josh Giddy. Yeah. Uh, Poku. The torture chamber, the <laughs> legend. Blue door, yeah. Uh, and then uh, that's all without Jalen uh, Williams. Which one? But well, yeah, one of them is much more fun. But both of them. Yeah, are. that's very true. Yeah. No, and then um, this is all. which is crazy just to think that this Thunder team had a top three pick last year. Yeah. Ch- Chet's not even playing. Yep. Yep. Which, He's not even playing. And they're and a good in, team. And are they in the sweepstakes for the for? Webby or Wembenyana or whatever. I mean, technically everybody is that is gonna miss the playoffs. So, but no, yes. think how think how just revoltingly disgusting that would be, 
if Oklahoma City is just sitting there on lottery night, and they've got Sam Presti sitting there giggling because he's got a million picks in the next three years. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. Oh, do they have any picks that are going to be really oh, high? Probably not. They, no, do they have the Thunder pick or the Rockets pick? For what trade? Do you know what trade it would okay. be? Okay. I'm just going to pull it up. They have the Clippers this year. Okay. Which isn't that great. No. So they just have their own and, their, and the Clippers this year? Yep. Okay. Next year they have the Rockets from the... That is so oh. crazy. They were from Russell Westbrook's trade. They were a year oh, yeah. off from having... a. Next year they will have a Rockets, Clippers, and their own first round pick. Wow. And if that was this Jazz year instead. From the Derek Favors trade. Dude, if that would have happened this season... That would be absolutely insane. The Clippers is unprotected. It's top 10 protected. The Jazz is top 10 protected. Oh, okay. So then that wouldn't have mattered at all. Because <laughs> they wouldn't have been able to get Wimby with that. They also have... But the Clippers is on... And then the Rockets is top four protected. Oh. And if it's not conveyed, it'll convert into 2024 and 2025 second round picks. Really? Mm-hmm. That's what it converts to? That is a terrible <laughs> exchange. Usually they... It like just that go it was rolls for over the to the Derek Favors pick. I don't know when oh. they traded Derek Favors. The Jazz one. Yeah, the Jazz one. That's the one that defaults like that. Sorry. Okay. Um, but then they have the Heats next year or 2025. They have the Sixers in 2025, and then they I think they have they have the right to swap with the Clippers or the Rockets if they want to in 2026. Top ten okay. protected for Houston. Los Angeles yeah. is not protected. Jeez. This is crazy. I forgot how hard they fleeced the whole world. Yeah, they keep doing it. They got Dario Saric for nothing. Um, they, ha- they have a Nuggets first round pick in 2027. Oh, yeah. Jamichael Green. I was going to say Jamichael Green, yeah. But hey, maybe the Nuggets will fall off in the next four years, and that'll be worth something. Yeah. But Who yeah, knows? it is quite insanity that uh, Sam Presti will have a job until he dies. Because of like a five year or four or five, he's a great GM. Like, mm-hmm. but the it's he just must have to cr- have the craziest relationships with other GMs to be able to just kind of like, hey, let's think about this. <laughs> yeah. So and Kings, we didn't mention, we didn't really talk oh, about them. So you got or I have the Kings. Yeah, you have yeah. the Kings because I have the, the Kings. So I got my top three. I got I got my top four. I think actually. I have. I, Three of my top four. Yeah. So obviously, I mean, I think this would always turn out like we would both prefer ours because that's kind of what we're doing. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I, I honestly really like the, the group I came out with. Um, the Thunder is one. The Thunder and the Blazers are the two that really hurt me that I gave you. The Kings is the only one that I'm like, I hate everything. Yeah. Like that. I would trade everything but the Magic and Celtics to watch the Kings play basketball. <laughs> I, it's irrational, but I don't even care. They're just. So, what was the magic ranked for you? Magic was four. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Man. All right. Well, I guess just to recap, my team or my group of teams that I get to watch um, are the Nuggets, the Kings, the Cavs, the Knicks, the Nets, the Bucks, the Raptors, the Suns, the Jazz, the Bulls, the Warriors, the Clippers. Uh, the Pelicans, the Rockets, and the Pistons. And Jacobs are the Thunder, the Celtics, the Blazers, the Lakers, the Sixers, the Magic, the Pacers, the Grizzlies, the Wolves, the Heat, the Mavs, the Wizards, the Hawks, the Hornets, and the Spurs. 
Um, so yeah, I think that was a, a pretty good experiment. I think it was better to leave, you know, to go reverse order because that left it, you know, a lot of suspense for the last picks. Yeah. Um, so that was our reverse draft, or I don't even know what to call that, but I hope you guys liked it. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you guys for listening. Join the Patreon if you want. I'm not going to tell you you have to, but but do it. <laughs> Patreon, Patreon.com forward slash hoop3. Yeah, precisely. I will probably play an ad at some point for it in the episode, but we didn't really have a, a time where I said, like, let's take a break. But I'll squeeze it in somewhere, um, maybe just at the beginning. But yeah, I will leave you guys with this. I love you. I appreciate you. And uh, I, I hope you stay happy and you stay healthy. And we will talk to you guys in the next episode. Peace. Peace.